Welcome to Wetwired. This is our latest installment of Fash Boy Summer, Premium Episode 7. Where there's smoke, there's firearms. I'm Julian Paul Butt. And I'm Sean Andes. An 18-year-old man killed 19 children and two adults at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas on May 22nd. He wounded an additional 17 people. This is after shooting his grandmother in the forehead, leaving her in critical condition but not dead. He wore a tactical vest without ballistic protection, all black, and used two rifles based on the popularly known AR-15 design, with seven 30-round magazines. He turned 18 years old just days before and legally purchased the weapons. He had no prior convictions or documented mental health issues. Police were widely criticized for their handling of the event, where after over an hour on the scene, they entered the classroom, exchanged fire, and killed the shooter. While they did nothing, they actively prevented parents from doing anything, including tasering, pepper spraying, otherwise assaulting and detaining parents who tried to enter the elementary school. Meanwhile, inside the school, this is the description from an article on CNN.com. The girl and a friend managed to get her dead teacher's phone and call 911 for help. She said she told the dispatcher, please come, we're in trouble. Mia said she was scared the gunman would return to her classroom to kill her and a few other surviving friends. So she dipped her hands in the blood of a classmate, who lay next to her already dead, and then smeared the blood all over herself to play dead. Mia said it felt like three hours that she lay there, covered in her classmate's blood with her friends. One of the reasons given at the time for the delayed response was that police entering the room might be shot. Police were on site within about 10 minutes and were followed shortly by tactical teams and multiple agencies. That included the, uh, I want to say the Border Patrol. I might be using the, the wrong exact terminology. No, no, no. It was, it, was a, it was a response team from the Border Patrol that actually went in. They were the ones who went in, ultimately. When, when the rest of the Uvalde Sheriff's Department was still stacked up outside. And they actually tried to stop the Border Patrol from going in. Except they're not, they have no control because that's a federal agency. They had overwhelming numbers and firepower within minutes. We're talking about roughly 10 minutes after the active shooter started. We had roughly 19 police with rifles and guns. I get wanting to be cautious because you don't know what's happening inside. You don't know if it's a hostage situation. You don't know what's going on. And if you burst in, your action could cause the the person who's already been shooting to do a lot worse. They could become agitated in a way that you can't predict. But that's that's waiting to come up with a plan, not just hanging out with no end in sight. It was 77 minutes that they waited. 10 days earlier, another 18-year-old killed 10 people and injured three others in a Buffalo, New York supermarket. He live-streamed the attack on Twitch for two minutes before the service shut it down. Eleven were black and two were white. The shooter wrote and posted his 180-page manifesto online before the shooting, outlining his violent plans and his white supremacist motivations, with a focus on the Great Replacement Theory. This is from an analysis of the so-called manifesto on the International Center for Counterterrorism website. Inherent in both the conspiracy theories expressed in the manifesto, as well as in the memes included extensively within, are highly racist elements which feature frequently in extreme right violence. The highly racialized content in the manifesto is based on classic racist theories that people of sub-Saharan African heritage, in particular, 
have lower IQs, and that there is a Jewish community of elites effectively running the world. In another part, they write, The simultaneous belief in white supremacy and white victimization necessitates the belief in a presence of an intelligent coordinator of the replacement effort, which is often framed as the Jewish community. According to the Great Replacement Theory and the Buffalo Shooter, all above described efforts are coordinated by the Jewish community, which makes them the true enemy in his view. I read that kid's manifesto. All 180 pages? Before it was pages? taken offline. I skimmed. Okay. <laughs> I read parts of it, and then I started skimming because it was, it, it was ramblings, absolutely disjointed ramblings. The part that stood out was this sort of Q&A section that he had written. Am I a communist? Am I a conservative? <laughs> that sort of thing. While I do not identify with any particular political party, I mean, it was basically answering all of the questions he thought would be running around in the media were he to be shot and killed and unable to speak for himself. He was pre-answering all of these things. One thing, that, something that I've seen is that, and this is something, it was mentioned by Greg Locke in that sermon we we uh, we played clips from a couple of weeks ago in our in the Christian nationalism uh, Christian nationalism episode. He he referred to the guy as a communist, or he, actually I take that back. Greg Locke referred to him as a socialist. He advocated a very niche political position in that manifesto that was not really socialist. It was more of he called himself an eco fascist, which is oddly. A thing. It is a thing. It's a real thing. We've talked he about that before, He didn't just come up too. with that. But it... Uh, yeah, just in passing, though, we haven't really discussed it as, as... At length. You can... As soon as you start wedging words together like this, you know, like, I recently came across a Maoist libertarian. <laughs> or I guess, that, I guess more accurately, it would be because the order of words matters. A libertarian Maoist is how the person <laughs> described himself. Well, well, we did we did discuss the strange crossover that we see with ecofascists, which is a particular subsect, and crunchy hippies, which mm -hmm. are typically associated with, I, I think, liberalism or perhaps even vague leftism or progressivism. Uh, At least when, in a sense, classically in quotation marks, maybe. Yeah, yeah. not anymore. Not anymore. All that all that stuff is gone with blue and on and everything like that you know it's it's gone but yeah. we did see that kind of thing with the david avocado wolf episode yeah that crossover I, there, there's an a, there's an absolute highway between some types of more granola worldviews and outright fascist ideals absolutely it is it's not necessary but it certainly happens this is from a may 15th article in the new york times Inside a Pittsburgh synagogue in 2018, a white man with a history of anti-Semitic internet posts gunned down 11 worshipers, blaming Jews for allowing immigrant, quote, invaders into the United States. The next year, another white man, angry over what he called the Hispanic invasion of Texas, opened fire on shoppers at an El Paso Walmart, leaving 23 people dead and later telling the police he had sought to kill Mexicans. And in yet another deadly mass shooting unfolding in Buffalo on Saturday, a heavily armed white man is accused of killing 10 people after targeting a supermarket on the city's predominantly black east side. 
writing in a lengthy screed posted online that the shoppers there came from a culture that sought to, quote, ethnically replace my own people. Later in the article, they say, Versions of the same ideas, sanded down and shorn of explicitly anti-black and anti-Semitic themes, have become commonplace in the Republican Party. Spoken aloud at congressional hearings, echoed in Republican campaign advertisements, and embraced by a growing array of right-wing candidates and media personalities. No public figure has promoted replacement theory more loudly or relentlessly than the Fox host, Tucker Carlson, who has made elite-led demographic change a central theme of his show since joining Fox's primetime lineup in 2016. A Times investigation published this month showed that in more than 400 episodes of his show, Mr. Carlson has amplified the notion that Democratic politicians and other assorted elites want to force demographic change through immigration. And his producers sometimes scoured his show's raw material from the same dark corners of the internet that the Buffalo suspect did. One of the places that was a strong inspiration for the Buffalo shooter is Akun, where you can read everything from the latest Q posts to extreme far-right Nazi propaganda. This is the kind of forum where you find the most horrific things that you can imagine. When we're talking about the recesses of the internet, this is it. And, and we've talked about the dynamic on these message boards before, because these are moderator-free environments for the most part. There are things that do get moderated, but each board has its own admin. That's the kind of thing that, that, it, that really invites people who are not welcome literally anywhere else. Well, what, what I was getting at is that since each board has its own admin, there are different standards on each board about what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. But if you have a board that is specifically focused on white supremacist type thinking and, th and ideas like great replacement theory, then you're going to have an admin that is obviously fine with pushing that envelope as far as can possibly go. But we, we've talked about this dynamic on these boards as as well as having very lax moderation, if any, in some cases, this is also just a garden of trolls. So you have people who, even if they don't necessarily agree with everything that's there, they they might be just so completely nihilistic that all they're doing is trying to one-up the extreme of the post right above them. And then people just keep playing off of each other and it gets worse and worse and worse. But somebody else coming in doesn't necessarily understand that game entirely. Here's Tucker's hot take. So it could be risky for us to explain what's actually happening here, but for once, we don't need to do that. Joe Biden himself has already done it for us. Here's Biden explaining the entire point of mass immigration back in 2015 when he was vice president. An unrelenting stream of immigration, nonstop, nonstop. Folks like me who were Caucasian of European descent for the first time in 2017 will be in an absolute minority in the United States of America. Absolute minority. Fewer than 50% of the people in America from then and on will be white European stock. That's not a bad thing. That's a, that's a source of our strength. An unrelenting stream of immigration. But why? Well, Joe Biden just said it, to change the racial mix of the country. That's the reason, to reduce the political power of people whose ancestors lived here 
and dramatically increase the proportion of Americans newly arrived from the third world. And then Biden went further. He said that non-white DNA is the, quote, source of our strength. Imagine saying that. This is the language of eugenics. It's horrifying. But there's a reason Biden said it. In political terms, this policy is called the Great Replacement, the replacement of legacy Americans with more obedient people from faraway countries. They brag about it all the time. But if you dare to say it's happening, they will scream at you with maximum hysteria. All right, so first off, that's not what Biden said. At all. I just I just heard the <laughs> clip that he played and he's referencing. He First off, he never used the term replacing with DNA. It changes the tone a little bit when you talk about the motivation being to switch up the DNA. Yeah. He's specifically referencing people coming from other places being the source of our strength. There's, there's no other way to understand that statement in Biden's clip other than diversity is a strength, the same tagline that... That that Democrats use all the time. I think this is classic Tucker. Really, this is really like <laughs> you know, like it's, that's that that is exactly the 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 bait and switch move that he always pulls. He plays a clip and then he just sort of massages it a little bit. <laughs> he doesn't go outright and claim that somebody said something.